Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. And those people thought, the priestly council, I mean, probably thought that if they could just put Peter and John in court, that would shut this whole thing down. Wrong, wrong, and wrong again. Amen. Let's get into the word. Turn with me to the fourth chapter of the book of Acts. Acts chapter four. Going to be reading the fifth through the twelfth verse. Again, that is Acts chapter four, verses five through twelve. I'm reading from the New International Version. Let's see what this a translation of God's word has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. The next day, the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so was Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are now and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for another opportunity to gather once again in your name, Lord God. We thank you for waking us up and starting us on our way, putting food on our tables, clothes on our backs, roofs over our heads, and being in our right minds, Lord God. Lord God, we come before you humbly asking for revelation in your word, Lord God. Confirmation in your word, Lord God. Information in your word, Lord God. God, let every word that I speak be acceptable in your sight. Let every thought that I think point to you, Lord God. Hide me behind your cross, the cross of Christ, so that I can be assigned to point people in the right way. Forgive us for any sins that we've committed by word, thought, or deed against your divine majesty, and help us to forgive others. For that perfect prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, said to forgive our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Help us to yield not to temptation and deliver us from the evil one. 
For you are the king of glory. You are the Lord strong and mighty. You are the Lord mighty in battle. And it is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, For the time that we get to share together, I would like to talk about who's really working. Who is really working? I admit that I people watch a lot. I people watch while people are working, while people are exercising, while people are just interacting. And I sometimes get caught up in who's doing the job better than others. If I see two people working side by side, or if I see two people dancing to the same song in some sort of choreographed arrangement, I watch it in sports, I see who's working. Who's working when they think no one is watching? Who's working harder than anyone else? Who's not working at all? Uh, When you see someone who is not working very hard and you put them next to somebody who is, you can spot the difference easily. You can see that, and not only can you see it from how they're working, but you can see it in the fruit of their labor. If people are working, you should see some fruit. We see some real, uh, some real workers, rather, in Acts chapter 4. The book of Acts is an early history of the church. And, and Peter and John are in the part uh, of the beginning, two disciples with opposite personalities. Uh, Peter is brash and loud. Uh, Peter gets angry often. Peter is the one who, when uh, the, the, the soldiers came to captured Jesus, Peter was the one that had a sword on him and used it, was not afraid to use it. He cut somebody's ear off and Jesus had to heal the ear back on. He is brash and loud and tells you what's on his mind and doesn't care what you think about it. John, on the other hand, is more calm and cool and collected. He is more Uh, agreeable, more mild, leans back and relaxes a lot. Uh, It's referred to sometimes as the disciple that Jesus loved. There There is rather a place for both types of people in the church. Whether you're more brash like Peter or more Johannine and calm like John, there is a place for all kinds of people in God's church. Peter and John are going around in Acts preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the church is growing by leaps and bounds. Jesus started with just the 12 and had some to come along to him. But by the time we get to Acts chapter 1, there are 120. And by the time we get to Acts chapter 2, there are 3,000. And by Acts chapter 4, there are 5,000 souls that have been added to the kingdom. Peter and John are working. Uh, Peter and John not only are working, but they regularly go to the temple for worship while they are growing the kingdom of God. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. They are regularly going to the temple, as is their custom. 
as was Jesus's custom. Yes, he was doing a new thing, but he was still going to church on the regular. And Peter and John kept that up. They were regularly going to the temple. And so by the time we get to Acts chapter three, they are going to the temple and there is a man at the temple gate called Beautiful. He is down on his luck. This man has been lame from birth. He is begging for assistance. Can you help a brother out? Can you can you spare some change? Can you spare some food? Seeing if anybody can help him out. Peter and John see him at this temple gate called Beautiful. And Peter says to him, look at us. And when he looks at him, he says, silver and gold have I not, but such as I have is this. In the name of Jesus, take up your bed and walk. And the Bible says immediately, immediately he got up and got his bed and he started praising God. There's a sermon right there all by itself. When God does something for you, you ought to praise him. When God helps you out, you ought to praise him. That man at the gate called Beautiful was got, got up and went to praise God. Immediately he was healed. And he went into the courts praising God for his deliverance. That is a great testimony. However, those actions did not get Peter and John celebrated. Matter of fact, those actions got Peter and John incarcerated. I'll say that again. Those actions did not get Peter and John celebrated. Those actions got Peter and John incarcerated. And that's where we find Peter and John in the text. By uh, Acts 4, 5 through 12, Peter and John are arrested and put on trial before the priestly family. Annas and his son-in-law, Caiaphas, and others. This was a family that controlled the area. See, the Romans were still in charge, but they made sure that they had some insiders helping them keep the people in line. I don't know uh, if I were saying this was in the 1800s in the United States, these might have been some of the people that got to stay in the house. Uh, this might have been the people that got an opportunity to turn on their people. Uh, these people, these, pre these priestly families were in charge and they were passing down their authority and control. That's how you can have a father passing on to his son-in-law the, the business of, of controlling the others. Peter, uh, John, and the other disciples were out there growing the church of Jesus, and they were upsetting the powers that be. Annas and Caiaphas were some of the same people that persecuted Jesus when you go back and read the gospel according to Luke. And now that they have crucified Jesus and they can't crucify him again, they're going to go after some of his followers. Acts chapter one and four, one through four have already proved to us that the disciples know what they are doing. They are effective. They are working. They are producing fruit. However, when there are people working, there are other people that will resist change. 
especially when it seems like that change is going to cause them to lose some power and control. Peter and John were raising, uh, and the disciples as well, were raising a church of believers, and it stood to take the Pharisees and the Sadducees out of power. So the Sadducees had uh, Peter and John arrested. This is not the Roman government that is arresting Peter and John. These are oppressed people. Uh, 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 These are the church folk that are under some of the same problems and oppression from the Roman government as everybody else. They may have a little bit of status. They may have a little bit of of, uh, prestige where they're at. But they are still taking the time to put their thumb on someone else. Everybody is being oppressed by the Roman government at this time. But these oppressed people are oppressing others. First, the priestly council has a problem with uh, uh, Peter and John preaching the resurrection. Because they had been preaching, uh, they being the Sadducees, were of the belief that when you're dead, you're dead. Uh, the body stays in the grave. And they thought that they had solved this quote-unquote Jesus problem by getting him crucified. But here you have these disciples going around uh, preaching that there is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And that is stirring up the people. And so first... They had a problem. Uh, by the time we, we got to verse 2, uh, they were greatly disturbed. Uh, in verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 2, it says that they, they being the Sadducees, were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. But by the time we get to verse 7, Uh, They have a problem with their actions, that problem of them healing that man that was lame from birth. Uh, The council wants to know by what power or by what name did Peter and John heal this man? The council has moved the goalposts. Uh, They have said, well, if I can't get you one way, I'm going to get you another way. And so in two, they worried about the resurrection. In verse seven, they had a problem with the actions. I submit to you that their real problem was the loss of control. Their real problem was the loss of status. Here you have this family that has been in control, this system that has been in place, and this system that has been in place is not working anymore. And here you have some new folk coming along with something that is working, something that is attracting the people something that is changing their lives and instead of them saying well maybe they've got it right maybe this was the 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 prophesied messiah maybe this was the salvation they decided to kill it they decided to go against it they had a problem with the loss of control the old guard thought that they were going to be able to fix this Jesus follower problem and they thought that they'd be able to fix the Jesus follower problem because they believed and probably rightfully so if they didn't fix the Jesus follower problem they were going to have a Roman soldier problem in a minute 
Uh, so uh, the Romans kept the Sadducees and others in power to stop any potential uprisings. Uh, and, and any Jewish uprisings and the people that were following Jesus were increasing by the thousands after he had been crucified. And those people thought, the priestly council I mean, probably thought that if they could just put Peter and John in court, that would shut this whole thing down. Wrong, wrong, and wrong again. They put Peter and John in court and asked them by what power or what name did you do this? And verse eight says, Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. One more time. They put Peter and John before this council to try to embarrass them to try to call them out, to, to try to get them to stop what they were doing, to try to get them to stop the work that they were, account, they were accomplishing. And they asked, by what power or what name did you do this? And verse 8 says, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. They say that the third time's a charm, so I'll try this one more time. Uh, they thought that they could bring Peter and John down. They thought that they could stop the movement of Jesus Christ. So they brought them in front of the people and asked them, by what power or what name did you do this? And the following verse says, Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. If you want to make a difference in your life, if you want to make a difference in your world, if you want to make a difference on your job, if you want to make a difference with your family, if you want to make a difference day to day, you are going to need the Holy Spirit's help. The Holy Spirit will be there to make you talk when it doesn't seem like it's the time to talk. The Holy Spirit will be there to make you quiet when everybody else is running their mouth. The Holy Spirit will pr protect you from danger seen and unseen. The Holy Spirit will guide you in your relationships. The Holy Spirit will take you where you need to be. The Holy Spirit helped Peter in his current situation and the Holy Spirit can help you. Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and that helped him answer all the questions that they wanted to know. Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. And they asked, uh, by what name or what power did you do this? And the Holy Spirit helped him to focus on the work. Uh, it says Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said if we are being called into account today for an act of kindness shown to man and asked how he was healed he put it back on they are worried about power and resurrection and Peter is focusing on the people remember in all of this that was going on we are at where we are at because they healed a man who had been born lame and the powers that be were so focused on maintaining control, so focused on maintaining the position that they forgot about the person that was helped. 
That's how you can tell if somebody's motives are pure when they want to help somebody. Are they concerned about the people or are they concerned about the position? Are they concerned about the people or are they concerned about the power? So Peter tells them, hold on now. You got me arrested. You got John arrested because we helped somebody who had been sick. Let's focus on what is important. He focuses on the work being done. A man was healed instead of worrying about who's in charge, who has control. He was worried about the actual work being done. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to focus on what matters and the things that don't matter will fall by the wayside. It will refocus your attitude. It'll refocus what you need to pay attention to. It'll refocus what you need to be on about. It will focus you. And it focused Peter. And then they asked him, uh, know this, and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but God raised from the dead. I, I'm partial to verses like this because I, I would be called potentially a, a, a one-track preacher, but I know several one-track preachers. And what do you mean by a one-track preacher? It means that no matter where I start, you know where I'm going to finish. No matter what book I'm in, Sooner or later, we are going to have to take an old rugged cross to Calvary. Sooner or later, we are going to have to talk about him dying. Didn't he die? Didn't he die until the moon was dipped in blood? Didn't he die until the earth reeled and rocked like a natural man? Didn't he die until the sun refused to shine? Didn't he die until the centurion said, surely Surely this must be the son of God. And so there we have a verse that wraps that all up in one good sentence. Jesus Christ, whom you crucified, but God raised from the dead, gave him that power. So that would be that early on the third day. He got up with all what? power in his hands. And so that same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead is the same power that had Peter to tell the man who had been born lame his entire life to take up his bed and walk. And that same power that had Peter to be able to take this man and tell him to take up his bed and walk is flowing in each and every one of us as believers. But he got it by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Ah, uh, yes, and Peter says that the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Uh, Peter was taking a text right there, just like other old school preachers would. Peter was quoting Psalm 118. And had he gone just a little bit further, he'd have said, this is the Lord's doing. And this is marvelous in his eyes. When he said that pray phrase, he was talking about a bunch of different things. But one of those things was that the high priests of the time rejected Jesus. But now he is the most important person to the faith. But I would argue that there's another thing there. Uh, Peter. 
Peter rejected Jesus. Peter told him by uh, the third, by, you would reject me three times by the time the rooster crowed, and he did. So he rejected him, but now Peter is going out and saving thousands of souls. Peter, who rejected Jesus, is out there working hard for them now. And I don't know about you, but I get happy when I think about that because if there is hope for Peter, then there is hope for me. I, I, there is hope for me. There is hope for anybody. If there is hope for Peter, there is hope for all of us. There have been some times where we might have acted like we didn't know who Jesus was. We may not have gotten it written down in a book that became the best-selling book of all time, but I'm sure we can all look back over our lives and look at the times where we acted like we didn't know the man. But if there is hope for Peter, there is hope for anybody. And there is power in the name. They asked, by what power or what name did you do this? There is power in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance in the name of Jesus. Peter didn't make it on his own. Peter made it with the help of the Holy Spirit and the power of Jesus. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its worth. It sounds like music in my ear. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. There's power in the work that is done through Christ. There is power in healing and salvation and there is no other name under which they can be saved. That is why he said in verse 12, salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind which must be saved. That power that took him on that hill called Calvary, aka Golgotha, aka the place of the skull. It was that name and that power that was put up on the cross and took your sins and my sins. He could have called 10,000 angels and, and, and gotten out of the situation, but he, if, if he stayed, if he didn't stay on that cross, rather, my soul, your soul, everybody else's soul would have been lost. But it's that same power that he rose from the grave on the third day, and it's that same power that is living in each and every one of us as believers. All we have to do is dedicate our lives to him and know him in the pardoning of our sins. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for the word that went forth for those who heard it and those who may hear it later, that they'll have a desire to know Christ in the pardoning of their sins and be like Nicodemus was in John chapter 3, asking, what must I do to become saved? Lord God, we ask this to be a seed that is planted in good, fruitful soil and produces a great harvest. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, 
comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.